0: Hey guys, what's going on? This is your boy Christian Israel, and you are listening to the New Creation Podcast. Now today we're going to do something a little bit different, okay? This podcast is normally set for uh, investment news, stock market news, kind of world news, what's going on also in the cryptocurrency and digital asset news. But on Sundays, we're going to do this a little differently. This is a news station, and New Creation is not only a world and... Uh, investment news as I just said but also the good news and this is the good news of the Lord on Sunday we're gonna do a segment called Sunday scriptures where I'm going to read some scriptures to you talk about the word and share some of the good book to you today we're gonna read you the parable of the sower which is actually from the book of Mark verses 4 1 through 33 and now the point of me doing this it's just to kind of go over some of the things that I've, I've learned to read. Now, I know everybody on my podcast is not a Christian, but I just want to give people the opportunity to actually hear some of the words of the Bible. Um, I am not a person of religion. I'm about a relationship, and so is Christ. Christ is all about a relationship with you and not about an organization or a church or a building. Now, during this time of lockdown, a lot of people are complaining that we can't go to church. So I figured I would bring the word of God to you. And that's what the parable of the sower is about, about people when they hear the word of God and how it affects them. So let's go ahead and dive on into this new Sunday scripture section. And I look forward to speaking more with you about it afterwards. This is from the book of Mark, chapter four, verses one to 34, the parable of the sower. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and set it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was all alone, the 12 and the others around him, asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word, Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still, others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some a 100 times that was sown. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears, to hear, let them hear. Carefully consider what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them." So in this passage, we hear that Jesus always speaks in parables. And the reason he speaks in parables, he he says so that those that have ears may hear. In other words, those who are filled with the Spirit can hear the word of God. Or those who really seek the word can hear the word because Jesus is the word. He tells his disciples there, do I basically have to explain everything to you? I'm going to explain it to you anyway because you are my disciples, but the reason I say it to others is because they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. And once they actually understand, they're going to repent. They will. And that's what he says here. When he talks about the sower, right? That is the word of God. When people hear the word of God it falls on their ears. Everyone hears it at some point in their life. You have heard the word of god at some point in your life no matter what you believe it came from you have heard the word of god and he says there that when some people hear it it's sown but as soon as you hear it the enemy satan comes and takes it from you in other words comes down like a bird snatches it up almost like saying mine we don't want you to hear that we like you on our side the enemy doesn't want you to hear the word of god and some people say that's okay and move on and say well i didn't really need it anyway But then sometimes the word falls in an area like a rocky place. If you're trying to plant seeds and it's in a rocky place, it's going to eventually kind of grow up around it. But once it grows, you're like, great, there it is. I hear the word. It's awesome. But then when the sun comes down, it just scorches it. What I mean by the sun is any persecution. Oh, you're a Christian now? Oh, you, you, you do that Bible thing? Oh, you do that religious thing? and you're gonna lose friends. I know when I became a believer four years ago, I lost a lot of friends, not because of my lifestyle, not because of some of the things that I've done in my life or some of the things I haven't done in my life, but I literally had people say, because you're a Christian, because you read the Bible, I don't wanna be friends with you anymore. And that's some kind of persecution that people aren't ready for. So if they're not really ready for it and rooted in the word of God, you're gonna just let it go and go be with the world. And that's what he says the second one the third version of it or the third person who receives it is still others are like the seeds sown among the thorns and they hear the word but the worries of life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful so some people want to go and they go to church every sunday they wake up they pray they read their word however as soon as one bad thing happens oh god I thought if I just prayed to you and I just walked with you, everything would be great, but that's not how it works. So now you're worried about your money or your friends or just something that goes wrong in your life. Um, And then you go, well, screw it. I'm done with the word of God and you just toss it to the side and that is a by choice. right? That one is by choice because you felt the joy, you saw the, you felt the spirit. I know some people when they feel the spirit for the first time and they give their life over to God, you get tears and you get all emotional. But what happens when you walk out of that emotion and you walk into the world as a Christian and something bad happens to you? Man, if you think something good happens to you just because you're a Christian, you, you should do more research into what happened to Jesus. Jesus did this whole walk and for three years of his ministry and then eventually was crucified by the people he eventually came to save and was killed and sacrificed and murdered. But then he defeated death, being the great king that he is, and he died on a Friday, slept during the Sabbath, and rose again on Sunday. And that point of him is that he defeated death for us. And some people hear that word and go, well, why would God come down for a little low lust? Because that is love. Love is so important. God is love. First John 4, 7 says, God is love. God is love, God is patient, God is kind, God is gentle. But we have to walk in his word to receive that mercy. But because as we've seen through the whole Old Testament, we are a stiff necked people is what Moses would have said, right? That no matter what we see in front of us If God is right there in front of us We will eventually continue just to do our own thing Because again the worries of the world The riches of the world Wanting to be money Wanting to do these things uh, Matthew 6 24 says You cannot serve both God and money For you will love one and hate the other However Here In the third type You will want to love God But then you start loving money and then you fall away but what's the fourth one say others like seeds sown on good soil those who hear the good word in good soil hear the word and they accept it and they produce crop some 30 some 60 some 100 times what was sown if you hear the good news and you hear the word and you accept it in your heart he said if you believe in your heart And confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord he will exalt you he will be he will save you you will not be put to shame and that's what he says here is that then you will be able to harvest and you then you'll be able to move forward creating a uh, some good work of 30 some 60 some 100 times what was sown to you so if you are someone who accepts the Word of God and you do your best to walk with the word and in the spirit and you walk with the lord and he is the vine and you are the branches whatever he does in you and you abide in him you'll be able to move forward so how are you moving forward and he says once you are the light because jesus is the light the way the life and the truth he is the bread he is the salvation he is everything but once that light is in you you become a lamp stamp so that's what he goes in and says do you bring a lamp to put it under a bowl or in a bed? Instead, don't you put a lamp on its stand? Forever whatever it is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought into the open. And if anyone has ears, let them hear. So if you are a shining light, the light of God, the word of God shines with you. There's something different about those people. I remember before I was a believer, when I was living in Los Angeles, I had people who worked for me. This young lady worked for me, and she'd bring her Bible to work, and I fired her for that because she just annoyed me because she was joyful and happy in reading this so-called religious book that, oh, it's all crap. I don't believe in that. The world had me. I had heard the word. I was number one. I'd heard the word, but immediately Satan came down and took it from me because it made no sense to me because I did not have ears to hear, right? However, once I became a believer and once the Lord humbled me So he could exalt me, I had to call this young lady back and apologize because now I knew why she was so joyful, why she was full of the spirit. But the enemy in me, the devil inside of me at the time, hated her spirit because it was the spirit of God. Her light was showing. Her light was shining. You can't take the light of God and hide it. Even in the darkest of darkest rooms, the smallest light will shine. Darkness cannot defeat light. For all you people out there that are science, scientists or say all the science stuff, make a whole room black, then light a match. You will see the direction of that match. You cannot hide that match. That is like the Spirit of God. If you have the Spirit of God in you, the light is in you. And you will shine out. So those who have ears, let them hear this message. Let them hear the word of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of your ancestors, the God that is always in control. He is in control right now as he always has been and he always will be. The question is, what type of seed are you? Are you going to allow Satan to come snatch the word now that you've heard it? Are you the type that's going to go and hear the word, but be joyful of what you hear? But then? When the sun comes out and a little bit of heat's on, you're going to disappear? Or are you going to be that seed who, now that you've heard the word, is joyful and you enjoy the walk, but once something bad happens to you, oh, God's no good. Or are you going to be the person who hears the good news on good soil and accepts it? I urge you to accept the word of God. It has changed my life. It did not get immediately better. Lord knows it got much worse. But in the darkness, he was there. In my darkest time, that's when he shone the most. He shined through my heart and protected me at all times. I've been in some of the most dangerous places, mentally and physically and spiritually, and the Lord has brought me out of there. Are you in one of those dangerous spots now as you hear this? Are you worried about what's going to happen in the future? Are you worried about this COVID-19? Don't worry about it because God's got it. Question is, are you going to let him take it again? If Jesus went through what he went through and we follow him and he is the Son of God and he is the Lord of Lords, don't you think we're going to go through something a little bit difficult too? But his seed has shown over the last 2,000 years, his three years of ministry has lasted 2,000 plus years. So now I pass this on to you and I ask you, right in this moment, do you know the Lord? Do you know Christ? Have you given your life over to Christ? And that is the point that once I did this alone, it has changed my life. Four years later, I speak to you, whoever listens to this. So I want to pray for you right now, and I want to ask you, if you don't know the Lord, to say this prayer with me, if you want to know the Lord and invite him into your spirit. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today humbled. I come to you today understanding that you are the son of God and that you brought your son Jesus down to die for my sins. That he walked on this earth for me to show me how much you loved me. And he died on that cross and was raised for the dead for my salvation and to forgive me for my sins. Lord, I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you come into my life. And Lord, I love you, I thank you, and I give you all the praise. If you said that prayer right now, please shoot me an email, or hit me up on Twitter, at New Cap. I'd love to hear it right in the comments, because I wanna know if and how your walk goes interact with me. This is a place where we're going to talk about your walk and we're going to do this together. Every Sunday, I'll be right here giving you some Sunday scripture outside of all the investment news, giving you the news of the money and the world and the finance, but more importantly, giving you the good news because that's really what new creation is about. Now that you've said that prayer or those who already have said this prayer now are part of the good news. That is the good news. The good news is the word of the Lord. The gospel is books, holy good news how great is that heavenly father we pray to you today that you hear this word and lord if the person on the other side of this speaker on the other side of this microphone has given his heart to you or her heart to you lord i ask that you invite them to see your light to walk them through this darkness lord we are in times of uncertainty pandemics world lockdowns lord and it is a scary time, but Lord, you say not to worry. You say, Lord, in your word, if we worry, can we add something as small as one hour to our life by worrying, Lord? Wow. You consider adding one hour to our life something small, Lord, something we can never do. Is so easy to you, Lord. So I ask that you take the burden off our shoulders, Lord. I ask that you take the worry out of our hearts, Lord, the, the anxiety out of our hearts, Lord, the the lack of understanding, Lord. Some of us cannot eat food. Some of us have lost our jobs, Lord. But you are the bread of life, Lord. You are the Lord of Lords, Lord. You provided the manna in the wilderness when we have never had manna, Lord. And right now, a lot of people, this world is in the wilderness. You said in the ends of days, there will be rumors of wars and wars and epidemics. And, Lord, quakes and shagging and all these things going all over the world at the same time right now, Lord. Although none of us know when exactly you are coming, Lord, you said the signs will be there. So, Lord, I pray over the person listening here, Lord, that you take them and put your hand over them in hope. Put your hand over them in love. Take away that anxiety and take our burden away, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord, for hearing our prayer right now, Lord. I pray for those who are in pain. I pray for those who are on that last leg, Lord, that they know you. The people who know you, Lord, I pray that they become that good soil, Lord, that that pushes you forward, Lord, that says your word for 30, 60, 100 times. Lord, thank you. I ask that you bless them, Lord, that you keep them, Lord, that your grace shine upon them, Lord, whether they're reaping, rejoicing in the morning or the evening, Lord, and they're coming or they're going, Lord, that you are with them. Lord, I thank you so much for hearing my prayer, for hearing our prayers, Lord. And I praise this in your son's name and give you all the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray this.
1: Children, may his favor be upon you and the thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and their children, and their children.
2: on in the early In your home your
1: rejoice He is for May the faith